0: What's going on guys? Welcome back to Black on Both Sides where nothing is black and white. I am, be honest, one half of the show and my other half, King Kunta. What's going out in LA, King Kunta?
1: What's going on, man? I'm glad to be back. As I was mentioned earlier, it's 99 degrees, 99 whole ass degrees. People don't know how to act. Air conditioning is on, so this is the first black on both sides where King Kunta is actually uh, in a sweatshirt with some uh, jogging pants because I like mine ice. I like to keep it ice box cold. Kunta <laughs> is from Texas, and yeah, my, uh, so my I'm ice box minutes. cold. You know, I worry about the bill. 30 days from now, <laughs> or like, J- like the homeboy friend of the show, Jamie Mack would say, 30 days after that. But <laughs> so we'll see.
0: It's hot here, too. It's not 99 yet, but it will be. We know we're starting the dog days. Do they have the dog days out west? Is that a thing?
1: No, because uh, we have what's called a uh, May Gray. So it means that part of May actually legit, you know, is like spring. And then there's June gloom, and most of June – ain't really sunny in LA it was sunnier this year so but the rest of the year is solid and as far as the the heat goes uh this next month July will be about the hottest I think and after that it'll get back to something moderate
0: yeah I like your weather around January where it's warm in the day and cool at night
1: hey you know hey it's one of the one of the, one of the perks of living in the, on the west side yeah. um before we start off on, 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 uh, with the show, I just want to, uh, give a special shout out. Thank you to everybody out there who's listening to this brand new podcast on the Rare Sundance Network. And I just want to put out there that we are available. Uh, I'm not sure how you came to us, but we're available on iTunes. Uh, we're in the Google Play Store. I believe we're also available on Stitcher. We are. And one of the really important things, cool things, things that help the show, help us uh, get to more listeners, if you like what we're talking about, are the reviews. And I will say this, and I will fight, be honest about it later. If you give us a five-star review on iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play, I will personally read whatever you say on the show. Give me the five-star review. I don't care what it says. All five-star reviews will be read by King Kunta. I'm good with that. You could say, hey, five stars, Kunta sucks. Five stars, make America great again. It doesn't matter. There you go. Email five stars, I'll shout you out, read you on the show.
0: You don't feel greater a little bit, though? Like, every passing day?
1: Negro, please. I, <laughs> you don't feel you, a little you greater. You are ready to attend this barbecue, brethren. But before that, <laughs> we have to give an update. Remember what we said last show about a certain album that was dropping? Yeah. And because, uh, oh, yeah, you get, there you go. He heard his voice. So we're all family on the Rare Sonics Network, but for obvious reasons, I don't always listen to all the podcasts, uh, particularly uh, one that Be Honest records right before this one. So I don't know what he said out there in out there world. And so uh, if I recall correctly, Bionna said I'm on a scale of five. One, two, three, four. Fizzle? Five. He gave him a four point five in anticipation of excellence. Coming out hard. Yeah. Hard. Greatness. He said he can't fail. Unsinkable. Too big to fail. He said, Drizzy, too big to fail. What you think, Beyonce, after you, after that listen to Scorpion side A and side B? What was it, man? How's would you How's your 4.5? match up did he exceed your high expectations did he hit him (laughs) did he leave you in the cold
0: well i um to be honest i haven't listened to it all the way through and i didn't i wasn't paying attention to it when i was listening to it exclusively but Mm -hmm. um i did hear most of the first the first side and Mm -hmm. it, it was good and that was that's the best i can say it was good
1: what do you mean it was good? That's the best because you said he has to be excellence. No no he, he had used to, to be. In battle wars, so so what is good is as it lines up with excellence. What it does mean, that mean?
0: That means he missed the mark, I think. I think he missed the mark. I think that it wasn't exceptional. I think that it was good.
1: So you say he got thirteen songs of missing the mark. Mm. Damn Ollie.
0: I don't I don't think that it was bad, but I I don't think that it was great. I think that it was it was it was substantially
1: good. <laughs> you know what that sounds like to me? <laughs> I don't think that um like mediocre.
0: No, it was better than mediocre. Cause I, I don't think Drake can. I don't think Drake can do mediocre. I don't. I think he's just a better artist than that. So,
1: so what's your new, what's your new rating after listening to what you listened to, which was a whole ass side of the album?
0: I would say I would say four, maybe three point eight four. Like you know, again, it's hard for Drake to do a poor job. So, granted you that. Know- He's getting a couple of points just because of how good his production is and how good the recordings are, and you know what I'm saying the the entire element, the entire thing, they're well produced. Um, so that being said, it's is hard. Trying for, to
1: get on OVO Records, what you doing?
0: No, it's just it's it's hard for him to do a poor job. Like they spend enough money for it to be a a, a good sounding album sonically.
1: You know okay. what I mean. Okay.
0: And and he, he doesn't write his lyrics all the time. So they're getting good all the time? They're getting good writers. So of course, he doesn't write
1: them all the time. No, he doesn't. You didn't know that, did you? Just some of the time? He
0: does sometimes. I'm sure he does some writing. But because Threats of that checks. Because of that they're getting good they're getting good writers. So the songs are are good songs. You know what I'm saying? They're, the only thing that's missing is that they weren't great songs. It's almost like they didn't find that one. They didn't find those two. I was expecting two or three really, really hard bangers and then a lot of other, like, great songs.
1: You didn't get not in one banger?
0: I, I, I don't know what the replay value is going to be. As I was saying, I was doing something. I was in the kitchen and the, the album was playing in the living room. So I could, I mean, I, my, my kitchen living room are, are this open floor. So I could hear it, but I wasn't focusing on it. And nothing made me stop what I was doing and really just focus. That's what I, you know, yeah, so that's you what. You're
1: saying the homie was playing white noise?
0: Yeah, it was, it was, was, well, no, because it's him, it's pink noise. (laughs) All right. What about you? what did you think about it?
1: Thank you. Be honest. Black on both sides, listeners, I just want to let you know that I'm always going to keep it not nine and nine, not 99 and a half, not 99, three quarters, 11 sixteenths. I'm going to keep it all the way a buck with you at all times. Be honest, I don't know. He's you know he still got those music industry connections. I'm not really sure if he's trying to get you know into OVO, trying to get his daughter in OVO. I don't know. I don't know if it's light skinned thing. But here's what happened with the Out, Okay, I tried to listen to the whole damn thing. I tried hard, hard. And the thing of it is, is that most of it wasn't even good. It's just it's just just music. It's just mediocre stuff. Mediocre is it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a poor to middling record for Drake, particularly given what happened right before this album came out. I can't think of one song other than God's plan. And I'm not even sure if I, if I, if I like the song or the video of him giving people money. Maybe that's what it is. It's, it's that behind it. It's not even really the song. How, and, how uh,
0: democratic of as, you. Said, "How liberal and democratic of you, people giving away
1: money." Right. Anyway, so uh, yeah, man, I, it's just a lot of heavy emo stuff, and I in, and I, that's the best way I would describe the album is 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 very emotional. None of the songs were connected. He gave you a high song, a low song, a high song, a low song. He sung at least fifty percent of of the album, uh, and I did manage to get through A and B. Um, I skimmed the whole thing, but I tried, I, as I said, I tried to listen straight through, couldn't do it, but I did manage to hit every track. And, you know, one thing I did notice is apparently uh, uh, Drake really likes New Orleans bounce music. I do too. Who doesn't? Well, particularly of the Big Frida variety. So I hope he gave <laughs> Big Frida his money, because there's another track on there. It's got a Lil Wayne sample on, on it too. That's based. that's just, it's clearly has to be one of big Frida's tracks. So in any event, long story short, he, he swung and he missed. He's not okay. He's not his best. You know, he's, he's still trying to heal from, what, from the hurt. It's not happening. Uh, this is terrible. It's not good. Did you give me a number? I'll give it a, a 2.8. Ooh. This is not good. You do not give me nonsense and give me, you know, uh, 26 tracks, not 26, 23, 23 or 26 tracks of nonsense. What the hell? These are all B-sides. There is one Kendrick Lamar album that I don't like. Yeah, I said it. It is what it is. If you ask him, he's like, you know what, King Kunta, you're right. You're right, King Kunta. I didn't really give you my best on this one. And that's the untitled Kendrick Lamar album. Which just sounded like a bunch of B sides to me. But wasn't that kind of exactly what it was though? Exactly, a Bunch I, of B sides. I thought
0: they, I thought they said that that was kind of like a not a B side, but kind of like a, a, extra, extra joints. It
1: wasn't. Yeah, dude, these sounded and that and and so that's so Kendrick also keeps it a buck with you. You know, this album, this is like when the Rock makes a movie that's that's un that's just really a hot stinking pile of shit. You mean all of them? Yeah, it's just bad. The concept is bad. The casting is bad. You know, if there's a love interest, she ain't going to be black or even brown. And if she is, he ain't kissing her. It's just a bad movie, and this fool's going to sit up here and tell you how it's his his greatest work he's done to date. This is what Scorpion feels like to me. To me, it feels like lies. A throne of lies. Drake knows this was bullshit, and when he got, you know, what he should have done... He should have pulled together maybe a battle CD, maybe not all disses, but you know some of the old Drake shit, and really just tried harder to 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 really you know toughen his image after what happened with Pusha T. But no, that's not what happened here at all. This is this is baby but baby booty soft. That's what this is, baby booty soft. Yeah, I don't agree. This, is a, but... this album is literally a zinger. It's sweet in the middle and the sides. So <laughs> two point eight. And that's just because of God's plan. And yeah, that's it. So anywho. I did hear I did, I did so, hear that Tiana, uh, off heard, of that one. I
0: heard Tiana my, Taylor is um is gonna do a re
1: redux. She's coming yeah, back. Yeah with a uh, tie dollar sign. I'm here for all of that, sir. Yes, sir.
0: Yeah, I think that I guess she got a little pissed off that some of the songs were left off or they were changed, so maybe shocking yeah shocking (laughs) yay did that no not yay yeah i'm hoping it's better i I really wanted this to be her her time because i I know that she's talented as a singer and a dancer you know what i'm saying but i think this was really
1: her album was bad it wasn't bad no it wasn't bad it wasn't bad i don't think seven tracks were enough for tiana taylor though
0: well she did eight but i thought that this was going to be the one where everybody got to recognize how talented she is and I don't think that this was that album, but hopefully, that whatever this redux, the, the redo is, is sensational, and I'm 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 here for it. So,
1: Lord knows I don't want to anger the beehive, so I'm willing to blame Jay Z for this. But that Carter's album wasn't good either.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. again, another one that I listened to from a distance and and didn't stop Not what good. I was doing.
1: Yes, the first time I've heard a a Beyonce album where I could say. It sounds too young. That's the first time for her. Um, yeah. What else came out? There was, some other, there was some other stuff that came out recently. And what I'm listening to, let me look at my heavy rotation real quick. I know that people may not care, but maybe you do. What motivates a bro
0: My son keeps sending me somebody named Young Bands, B-A-N-S, and
1: I just... Yeah, I can't mess with that. I tried them. It's a little <laughs> too... It's I'm I'm just not... Yeah, it's a little too mellow, a little too laid back, a little too drug culture for me. Yeah, uh, he has some he has some songs with Future that you know I kind of mess with. Yeah, uh, but for the most part, it's a little too young for me. Yeah, you know, I, you know, I represent H Town to the fullest. I right. try to listen to Trade Truth, but all of his songs, unfortunately, sound the same. Ah, Kunta is listening to that new Lecrae and Zaytoven. Let the trap say Amen. Are you listening to that? Be honest. Zaytoven, you know that spins?
0: Zaytoven is now an Atlanta guy. You know, he's been here for a lot of years. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he gets a lot of love and support here in Atlanta. I have not heard the album yet, but I think Lecrae does a good job. So I'm, I'm interested in hearing
1: it. You should. I, I, think, it, I think it's, uh, you know, I'm, for those of you who don't know, here's a secret. You ready? Everybody come in. Close the door. All right. So when people ask King Kunta what they should listen to, I always say Drake. Or J Cole, or something like that. But what King Kunta actually listens to more than anything is Ratchet, Future, Low <laughs> Kiki, Travis Scott. Hey, <laughs> hey, 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 hey! Don't be going in the vault. That's the guy being slack to know that one. All right. Be <laughs> honest. See, this is how being honest do you? That that, like I said, what <laughs> what King Kunta listens for the most part is Future, Travis Scott. I even like the Migos sometimes, not all the time. Sometimes, and then you know I have other music that you'd have to come in the Slack room <laughs> and be a part of that. And all you have to do is email the show, the Rare Sonics Network, rarescience dot com, and ask you know be honest, ask or Jamie Mack for permission, or ask the, ask the, the, the Rare Science for permission. You too can be in the Slack, and you can. You can find out even more. See how we make these shows happen. Here yeah, are all the inside jokes. So it's, we're not going to talk about King Kuntas' affinity. Gotcha. It's basically a show. and screwed things from the Dirty Third. It's that's just special. a
0: show all week long. That's what it is, basically. You, the show never stops.
1: In the It doesn't club. stop. And that's cool. It's a community. So that's basically what I'm messing with right now is that Zaytoven and... Yeah, that's about it. The Zaytoven and... Uh, that's what's in my heavy rotation. What you listening to, to be honest?
0: Nothing. Nothing? Nothing. I don't have a commute, so if I'm I just send it home, I'm just working, you know? I, I rarely get a chance to actually put on an album. To be honest, I think what happened was, because I don't commute at all anymore, Um, I don't have—I didn't, I, I didn't purchase good home equipment, and I haven't done it in a lot of years, so the equipment I have at home is just eh. So the only place that I could actually enjoy musical would be in my car, but I'm never in my car. So I don't do headphones that
1: much. I think I'm that's why. An audio files, what you're saying? Uh, you say it again? You're saying you're an audiophile, that if the music doesn't sound a yes. certain, sonically a certain way, yes. then it's going to, it's not going to move you. Yes. and By the way, that Tiana Taylor album co- cover, I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, if I was Iman Shumpert, I'm not sure how I would feel about all of this. Every... Everything, everybody is seeing all my lucky charms, I'm just saying.
0: I don't care about any of that. I think that's good, man. I think, I think that by letting people see your woman like that, the amount of attention that she gets makes her more sexual.
1: I think it's a good perhaps thing. Perhaps you're right. Miss Kuta recently started wearing uh, our uh, CrossFit booty shorts we just launched for my gym, and so perhaps. Yeah,
0: I'm so telling perhaps. you, man. I, I'm, I'm trying to influence my wife to stop wearing bras all the time unless she's at work.
1: Yeah, I saw it earlier. Uh, anywho, uh, that's you, man. I mean, that's that's good luck with that. I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm not opposed to that to that, but it's certainly not on not one of my high button agenda items. Gotcha. I have taken up the moral cause to approach the this this travesty, this falling of moral character, this 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 facade that people are perpetrating. Across these here United States and indeed worldwide, that is the rampant, cancerous, horrible thing known as fake booties. We have to stop it here. <laughs> we have to stop them. So we must stop them. We will stop them, and we will do it together. I th- no, I think
0: young people are starting to hate them too.
1: And, I, and that's- all booties matter, all yeah. of them. Big ones, little ones, whatever you get, do you, boo-boo. Don't go and start putting in, you know, a uh, fix flat in your butt. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. Not cool at all. Before we move on, Zaytoven, Trap Holize. That's nothing but bangers. You're welcome. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Trap Holize. I like it. Zaytoven on the beat. So that was... The nonsense, if we have any nonsense, that's the lighthearted stuff. There's been a lot that's going on um, today in the news. Uh, one of the most important things that happened today is that the head of the uh, EPA, Environmental Protection Agency, and what does that do? Those out there who don't know, that is the government agency that ensures that you are not ingesting lead. Seems like a good idea, right? You would for think government so. government to make sure that you're not ingesting lead, uh, your microwave is not throwing out, you know, cancer-causing radiation, you know, making sure that people aren't dumping sewage right into your drinking water, that sort of stuff.
0: What's their, sure what's their stance on chemtrails?
1: They don't exist. Okay. Uh, and nor do they to us right now, be honest. We are a young podcast and we don't need to be tapped up. Okay. <laughs> All right, but... But let's talk about Mr. Pruitt. And I'm just going to premise this by, be honest, I don't think you're going to really disagree with me that he shouldn't have resigned. So Scott Pruitt was a Trump appointee to the Environmental uh, uh, Protection Agency. Big deal. One of the first things that we did initially we, the United States, when Trump came in office, was we withdrew from the Paris Accords. The Paris Accords, essentially uh, an agreement by nations, most civilized nations across the world on how to reduce their environmental footprint in a variety of ways. We withdrew from that. One of the things that Trump ran on was um, in bringing back energy, not alternative forms of energy, uh, more traditional forms. Coal, steel, gas, oil, et cetera. And so Scott Pruitt was very important in getting us to withdraw from the Paris Accords, which was, very, which was morally irresponsible and shameful. And that was probably the start of the rest of the world saying, well, what are you guys doing? All right, so while Scott Pruitt has been at the, at the EPA, he has essentially underfunded pulled back, repealed, understaffed the EPA. Basically, uh, he's allowed big business to decide what they want the environmental protections from the government to be. And big business has been the only voice at the EPA since Trump's been president, since Scott Pruitt was there. we So this is what Trump ran on. Why did he resign? Scott Pruitt had to resign because... He's been beset by all sorts of controversies since he's been in office. For starters, one of the things that he's done is that he's used the taxpayers' money, which funds the EPA, to fly first class early and often. That's uh, a big no no. He's also known for using taxpayer money for lavish dinners, lunches, breakfasts early and often. Big no no. He's also uh, known for Using EPA um, space, renting it out for 50 bucks a night to lobbyists, oil lobbyists, gas lobbyists, people who shouldn't really be have anything to do with the EPA. So essentially, looks like corruption. And so he's been beset and attacked by people. Uh, because of these things nonstop. It's funny that he, re- he resigned today. Just a few days ago, I saw a mother, white, uh, with a baby, and she walked up to him and said, sir, uh, I'm asking you if you consider resigning. Did you see that video, be honest? I did not. I just stumbled upon it. It was I thought it was hilarious. And he's sitting there eating with a friend and look on his face is quizzical and she says, "Yes, you know, I would like clean water for my for my son and I I would like him to, you know, he likes trees and animals are his favorite too. So he would like a world where there are trees and animals and uh, you seem not to like those things. So could you please resign before all of your con- all of your controversies catch up to you?" And he just didn't know what to say. Well, I guess I guess uh, they caught up with him today and he decided he'd rather resign. Then get busted for some for an ethics violations. By the way, he's got lots of ethics cases up against him right now for the things that he's been he's been doing. Right. He's basically run the EPA exactly how you thought he would. You know, the EPA is supposed to be a consumer watchdog. So when Trump appointed someone from the industry that's supposed to be watched, this is exactly what we thought would happen. Scott Pruitt comes from Oklahoma. Oklahoma is, its biggest, uh, is one of the bigger producers of uh, petroleum, and so he was a ga- an oil guy. And so to have appointed him to the EPA, an, an agency he's fought against most of his professional life, you knew this was going to happen. So to Scott Pruitt, I say, F you and happy trails. So be honest. Do you think I'm happy?
0: I don't think you're happy, but I don't, I don't blame
1: you. Um, Why do you think I'm, ha- I'm not happy? Well, you're happy that he's gone, but... But his replacement, <laughs> his, the guy's name who I forget, and and, I promise Andrew, you, listeners, one day we will have our ish together and I'll have uh, links. It's Andrew somebody. Yeah, I don't know his last name. <sighs> here's the thing. His here's a th- replacement is a lobbyist. Not just any lobbyist. A lobbyist for steel? No. A lobbyist for big oil? No. Coal? A coal lobbyist. Be honest, have you even seen a piece of coal? I haven't. Have you? Ever? No. Never in my life. No, I've never seen a piece of coal. <laughs> Charcoal? Where in the hell is coal at? In 2018, how in the hell are you a coal lobbyist? Yeah. He's trying to bring back coal. What? Coal? What do you even use coal for? Locomotives?
0: No, come on. I'm sure that there's still use. I I have never I've never been in a place that
1: You can't think it won't be I know no. you wanna disagree with me. Be honest, what you gonna use coal for? Just give me one use.
0: I don't know. I don't know how that stuff works. I don't know how it breaks down and what it becomes. I'm sure there's something that we still use it for. You just don't know what it is. I don't mean I don't care. That's not something. That- and the
1: rest of the world doesn't know where it is, which is why coal is gone. So <laughs> I don't think it's gone, though. I
0: don't think it's gone. I just don't know where it is or how it looks. <laughs> I know what charcoal looks like.
1: Yeah, I know what charcoal. That's different. Yeah, you know, you put some <laughs> fire to it and, you know, you light it and you put your barbecue. You barbecue some chickens. It's a fun time. Right. Or uh, if you're out here on the west side, you can barbecue some carne asada and get some, some micheladas, and, you know, you can do it
0: up. Let me ask you a question, Kunta. So mm-hmm. I am totally on board with you about all the, the ethical issues because, I mean, you know, what I'm really big on is the, the tax issues. You know, if you're, if you're taking ta- taxpayers' money and using it for any and everything, that's a big
1: problem stuff.
0: to me. Yeah, okay. that, that's, that's something I'm, I'm just weighed down by that. So obviously that really strikes a nerve with me, but all the stuff was ridiculous. Most of the yeah. stuff was ridiculous. What I want to know from you is because I'm not too familiar with this guy. What was what about the actual stuff he was supposed to be doing in the office? Was he doing anything good at all? Was the EPA running well? Was there what, what were the issues as well, far as the, yeah, the office? Yeah.
1: The problem is that the EPA somehow or There probably should be an office that is not really politicized because. The EPA is, should be concerned with our safety in general. That's, that's really what it is. It really is the environment and our safety in our environment and keeping right. our environment safe and preserving our environment. It really shouldn't be something that fluctuates based on whatever political party is in, is in power. And so just a little bit more about Scott Pruitt. Scott Pruitt is a climate change denier and a science denier on a lot of things.
0: I'm, I'm so, on the fence about climate, so.
1: Uh, so but, but my point is that he's also a known science denier. Yeah. He, he, and so when you have somebody like that running as president, it's no surprise just somebody like this would be their pick. It's really the same thing <laughs> right. with education. We have got somebody running that doesn't value education. It's not surprising his pick would be somebody that doesn't value education. See what I'm saying? Yep. So, I, am I surprised by him? No. And this is the this is the gift and the curse. This is no. This is the bittersweet thing about almost everything that goes on, in my opinion, with the Trump administration. The the, the alternative is always going to be worse. So we've Scott Pruitt, whose only goal in life was to allow big business to flourish, has now res- resigned, and his job is going to be taken by a guy whose job was try to bring back coal. That's not even a, a viable, legitimate business in the United States anymore. I don't know so that's it's true. It's like it went from bad to worse.
0: I don't know that it's true it's not a viable business anymore, though. I, you know, you have to play to your strengths. If, we're, if one of our strengths coal is coal— Coal
1: is not a strength of this country and hasn't been for the last, Jesus, man, 40, 50 yeah. years.
0: But, but is that because we've been outsourcing a lot of stuff?
1: No, that's because the world doesn't use coal like that anymore. I don't, I don't know. What does is, what is Georgia
0: Power run on?
1: Ain't coal, man. I don't know. I'm not sure about that. It's not coal. And when
0: you get down to the lowest level, I bet you coal has something to do with our energy, our energy plants. I know that we're trying to get to clean energy and we're trying to do all the no, work. No,
1: no, 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 no. No, we're not. You're talking about Obama administration policies. That is not <laughs> Trump administration. No,
0: I mean, I mean in general as human beings. I didn't mean like this administration. I mean in, as general human beings, we're yeah, trying— Yeah, no,
1: as, as, this administration is fuck all of that. Yeah. Bring back the coal, the oil, the steel, right. all the things that pollute the earth. Bring it all back. Yeah. Bring it all back. Make America great again. Mm-hmm. I like how you, so- like
0: you put all that together.
1: That's that's but that's the message.
0: Right.
1: You know, the funniest thing to tie us all together. I don't know if you saw this, but Arnold Schwarzenegger actually addressed this before this happened last week. About coal (laughs) specifically. And he compared coal and trying to bring back coal jobs to now would be the same thing as trying to stop Netflix and bring back Blockbuster.
0: That's, that's, that's real romantic and cute, but come on, that's not the same thing.
1: It's accurate. Think about it. No, it's not. During the 80s, Blockbuster was big. It was fun. You go, get your movie. Big deal. VCR is cool. Early 90s, yeah. You know, coal had a boom at some point a long, long time ago. Everybody's making money off coal. But then, you know, technology changed. And so now you're going to stifle technology to go backwards and force people with something that's inferior, pollutes the earth, uh, co- makes people get sick. Doesn't make any sense, but that's what I don't, Trump that, said he was going to do. He going to bring back coal jobs. So good luck, sir. That's
0: bull, man. That's bull. I think I'm, I'm looking it up right now. I asked what was, how is coal used today, and I was right. The most significant uses of coal are in electricity generation, steel production, cement manufacturing, and, and as a liquid fuel. It's still being used,
1: and I, 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 would, I would. It's not going to be used by anyone to to support. Well, you're using you, those. He basically lied to the people of West Virginia and those areas. Right. Co- big coal jobs are not coming back, not because we're outsourcing, just because it's been passed. Time has passed it.
0: No, i I don't think they I don't think we're far enough in yet to know whether or not anything's coming back. I think that there, there's be there are some signs of things that are coming back. So it ain't cold, man. It starts with the things that you hate, like terrorists. It starts with the things you hate, like border Ooh. security. Hold on, hold on. Let me finish. It starts okay. with the things that you hate. However, we don't know the end result. We don't know how this is going to turn out. What I do know is that, like I called it. Georgia Power. I'm not sure what y'all have out there in, on the West Coast, but here is Georgia Power. It's Con re- Edison.
1: Okay, Con Edison or Pacific Gas.
0: Pacific I mean. Gas. Those companies are using coal. Majority of their their power comes from coal. I knew that. This, mm, this is still this is still a real hold thing. On,
1: hold on. This a is still
0: a real thing. I mean, you can look it up if you want. I just did though. But this is this is still a real thing. Coal is still a real
1: thing. It's not a viable. It's it's, it's not, not going what people to be like. It's not. Viable, it's, no industry leader. That's you know, not it's true. Not, it's, it's not going to happen. As Again,
0: long as you, are your lights on in your house right now? Are you Are you looking, are you on a computer right now to, to talk to me? I think you are. Though That electricity is coming yeah, from I mean, coal generators. This, don't, that's,
1: you that's, you be talk, don't you be talking about what's going on here in California because we have <laughs> just a whole... You got a windmill yeah. on your
0: block? Get the hell out of here, man. No, <laughs> but I
1: know where the windmills are. And right. they do generate... A substantial amount of energy out here on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. The windmills mm-hmm. are... Not here in
0: Georgia. Asia. Not here in Georgia. We don't do that.
1: Oh. <laughs> All right, sir. Well, you talked about tariffs. I wasn't even going to mess with that. No, no, no. Because I, I don't want to go about there. That. We can talk about it. I don't want to
0: go there. I'm telling you that... about to hit the fan any any second now. I'm telling you that that's where it starts. And yes, you there has not been anything that's come back yet. But it, it doesn't work like... It doesn't work that way. It's not like you just bring stuff back. You have to create the environment for things to come back.
1: And wait, 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 wait! We'll come back. So let's t- let's go back cool. to steel. Okay. Because last time we had this conversation, I was I had skimmed the issue. All right. So since we, you and I last talked about steel and Harley Davidson, uh-huh. you've had General Motors and a variety of other big uh, industry leaders try to appeal to the Trump administration to not go forward with this uh, scorch, scorch Earth tariff raising against our allies and china and other people of course it are. will prevent them from, making, prevent a, from them, making a good it profit will prevent them from being able to compete in the global market which Ugh. means that there will be less people for them to sell their goods to which will in turn drive the cost of their goods to us here higher that's why are you okay with that
0: Go. I'm okay with it, be- and I, you, you asked the wrong question. You said why I'm okay with it. I am not okay with the prices getting higher, but that's what you're, you're trying to frame me. at. What I'm no, telling you—that's
1: a, that's a, that's a logical, that's natural. Not. You ask me, ask conclusion. me how I feel what about happens it. happens when you raise? Ask me how uh, I feel about it. Don't ask me why on, am I okay on, on with your that. products and they're reciprocal.
0: All I'm saying is, don't paint my picture. You're saying why are you cool with that? Ask me how I feel about it.
1: Fine. How do you feel about it? Okay. Here's how I feel.
0: why are you cool with it? Here's how I feel about it. I think that for a lot of years, our CEOs of the companies that are here in America have decided that it's so much cheaper to get a lot of their stuff from other places. And it's time now for us to buckle down on some of that. I'm not saying that it's not painful for them. Oh, I'm so sad the Chrysler and GM have to spend more money to, to make the stuff that they're supposed to be giving us. They don't that even, even give us quality products anymore. The stuff that's coming from China and the other places is not even good material. It's not good stuff. It's all cheap. It's all BS. Nobody likes Walmart products. Nobody likes this stuff from China. But it's cheap. It's much cheaper for them to get their goods from other places. So now that the idea is, oh, so your bottom line is going to look a little differently now. Now you can't give your CEO a big bonus and all your VPs and executives big bonuses. you cut that back some and let's let's make some good products. Yes, it's going to cost you more to make your products, but there'll be American brand uh, made products. I don't know how many times and, and see this is this is something that's crazy to me because I know that you actually care about where your products come from. I've actually had a conversation with you about clothing when you were talking about some some athletic gear that you wanted to to make or do something with. And me and you were talking about getting the fabrics from local type places. I think that was me and you. I care about where the products come from. And yes, I know that if you buy local if you buy local brands that support local farms and you support they support local suppliers and support local goods, the the cost tends to be a little bit higher. But the companies that are doing that kind of thing, for instance a place called Yeah Burger here in Atlanta, they get all of their meat, they get all of their, everything that they have is from local Georgia farmers, suppliers, growers, et cetera. And because of that, yes, it costs more than your average burger. It costs more than, than McDonald's or even Five Guys or whatever. But what you know is, is that you're actually supporting a local farmer or a local supplier. And that matters.
1: That matters yeah, to- let, me, let, me, let me jump in right there. This is actually a good po- place for me to jump in. So, yeah, burger, okay. Be honest, what is your favorite fast food place? Popeye's. Now, are you aware of Popeye's having any similar agreement to only source their chickens and eggs and everything they need to make all of their foods from local Georgia farmers? No. Okay. And Popeye's, is. would you agree, is a, is a pretty successful chain? I would say very successful. And Popeye's is a chain outside of Georgia, right? True. So Popeye's is a national chain. It means they're a citizen of the nation. Yep. And so if Popeye's... So let's just say Yeah Burger didn't make burgers and instead made chicken products. Like there's a place out in California called Bruxy Waffle. Okay. Make chicken and waffles. Okay, so if Yeah Burger... Is is on a block, and Popeyes comes on a block. Are you thinking Popeyes or yeah or Yeah Burger? If Yeah Burger made chicken, is going to get more traffic.
0: Well, considering how much better Yeah Burger tastes than McDonald's, I would assume if they started making chicken, it may actually and this would be tough to do, but it may actually be more even more scrum diddly umptious than Popeyes.
1: And if that were the yeah, case, yeah, but if you've got five dollars and you can get a five dollar box from Popeyes.
0: What you want me to say is that their value is better at Popeye's. Is that what you want me to say? No,
1: no, no, no. What I'm, what I'm saying is, is that there are a few reasons why the chain is going to win in, in a national, in a national uh, setting. Right. You can't limit, just like the, the food chains trying to win in a national setting, these companies, GM is not just interested in selling its automobiles only in the United States. And they may not even be able to survive if they only could sell their automobiles in the United States. They are a global citizen. And what these trade wars are doing is essentially they're going to make it harder for GM to sell its products across the pond to other places because they're going to be dealing with reciprocal tariffs. So that would be like, yeah, burger, um, Atlanta passing some bill that says, well, if you're going to serve food here in Atlanta. You're not basically are you in Atlanta or the or Georgia? Let's just say the state of Georgia. If you're gonna sell food in Georgia, it must be sourced from Georgia farmers and Georgia farmers only. Okay. Well, that's great until Yeah Burger wants to put a Yeah burger in Tennessee. Man. Because they wanna go put a put a Yeah burger in Tennessee. I don't want to hear that. I don't wanna hear how have- are they going to compete when they can only uh source from Georgia or if Tennessee in fact turns and says well you have to source your food from here now they've got to create relationships with people in Tennessee they've got to be able to compete in the Tennessee market and what if Tennessee doesn't have those restraints so they're competing against burger places that are saying that they're you know sourcing oh well, all of these from Texas all our beef from Oklahoma 17.4 so they're billion they're competing in a global in, in a national market just as GM wants to compete in a global market. When you start a trade war, you don't make the world bigger. You make the world really small. It needs to and be And the thing small. is that there's not enough Americans. We don't make enough money. We don't have a taste for GM cars enough to, to keep GM afloat <laughs> to, for them to survive if a trade war starts off over steel.
0: Then GM should disappear. 17.4 billion, King Kunta. 17.4 billion. Ask me what that means.
1: Well, it's not the population of the earth. So no,
0: it? that's the bailout that GM got. I don't care about GM. GM deserved to disappear. GM makes awful cars. I don't care.
1: I don't care. GM but you, needs- don't, you wouldn't care about all those people who'd be laid off? GM needs to make better wait, automobiles. Wait, 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 If all those people lost GM their jobs. GM
0: needs to make better automobiles. And if listen, we don't. If
1: all those people lost their jobs, who do you think absorbs those social, uh, those social benefits that have to be paid to these people that are now on unemployment.
0: GM needs to make better cars. And if that means we got to hold their feet to the fire, then it has to happen. I don't believe in that too big to fail. This is
1: economics one-on-one. This is, 101. This is you, an economy here. There's an economy there, there. Everything is connected. If you overweigh one thing, the others have to balance out. Like so, these banks that are too big to fail. If the bank fails and, the econ- and, and financial industry collapses, it's a huge problem. It's not just a problem... For that bank, so you're for bailouts.
0: You think bailouts are are necessary and a good thing?
1: I think that in certain circumstances,
0: do you think that GM should have been saved,
1: propped up, temporarily? You think a a company took the money and paid it back? Now I don't know if GM paid its bailout money back. I don't know, and I'm too lazy to look it up right now.
0: Do you think that GM should have gotten a bailout?
1: You think that yes. they should have been saved. Well, if I don't, the American car market fails. It still fails. As you always like to say how America's the greatest country on, on earth and yeah. we're all and you know, and, and it's the best. It, it can't be the best if you don't have uh, you don't have local domestic automobile ma- manufacturers. So yes, the auto industry had to be propped up temporarily. And I do believe they paid back.
0: And yes, they can't be the best country if the cars you make are shit. GM makes shit cars. The foreigners have been killing us on cars for many, 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 many years.
1: The best you know thing, what's funny, yes. I really want to disagree with you, but Kunta's Cadillac is in the shop <laughs> right now. Miss <laughs> Kunta's Tahoe is in the shop right now, <laughs> and the rental Grand Cherokee that we're sharing sucks. It's <laughs> parked outside. I'm
0: just saying, man. And, and I'm saying those are GM cars. Kucha's
1: father-in-law's van, the door is about to fall off.
0: Those are GM cars. Listen to what you're saying. Those are all GM cars.
1: <laughs> and the Chevy truck that one of Kunta's kids is driving has seen a hell of a lot better days.
0: I don't want people to lose their jobs. Don't put me in the bucket because... GM needs to shape that's up. That's the
1: only. Way, that's the. That's the outcome. Be honest. Well, the, what I'm saying is theoretical debate. You've got to look at all of the outcomes. Yeah, if you don't go no, no. GM out, and you're going to have millions of people without jobs. That's going to have to be absorbed with your tax dollars, right? Because that's what's going to happen. Only, so in, a liber- only in a liberal, only liberal state. Protect the industry for the sake of being able to say you've got a car manufacturer. These are economies and microeconomies. It's also what would have would, would the effect be? Not just the market but on employment. I don't mind bailing. I don't mind. I don't mind paying. Okay. Here's the thing. You're going to be bailing somebody out, be honest. I got you. You're going to bail out GMC or bail out Michigan. You're going to be bailing someone out. Here's the
0: thing. I don't mind bailing out a worker that lost their job at a a factory in, in Michigan because the car plants weren't doing a good job of building cars and they got pushed out by Japanese automakers and German automakers. I don't mind helping that guy with social services. What I mind is me and my wife being at Brewster's, which is an ice cream um, stand here in Atlanta, and um, I, I mind being there and a woman walking up to us with two children, one little girl, one little boy with no shirt on, and asking, uh, telling us that they're homeless and that she, they're trying to get money for a place to stay. Oh, but since I look like I'm about to say no, she says, well, can you just get us some ice cream instead? So... I say That's a
1: completely different issue. No, 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 no,
0: no, about, no, 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 okay. no, 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 no. Because we have like you say, we're talking about theory. We gotta talk about all of it. I don't mind helping that guy in Michigan who lost his job, his plant job, because the car manufacturer was not willing to spend money in, in house or in country to, to have parts that are from. Uh, okay, let's
1: let let me let's interject here and just be clear that I'm talking about the natural the cause and effect of what happens economically. The woman that walked up to you, I have no idea how she wound up to where she said told you or represented to where you to you and, and your wife where she was and her family was at that point in time. I didn't, I didn't so think you did. That could she could be there could be all kinds of could be things here's that have the problem. To do with the economy and why she's in that situation.
0: Could be the problem is though is after I bought her and her little
1: nappy-headed kids uh, ice yeah, cream. Be honest.
0: No, no. After I bought her I'm gonna tell you, you're going to understand why I call them that afterwards. After I bought them ice cream,
1: Sometimes it's your own people. Sometimes
0: I even, your got, own people. I even got her grown-ass ice cream. The kid wanted a hug from my wife twice, the boy. Can I give you another hug? And like, you know, okay, that's sweet. That's so sweet, right? So she's, oh, ye- she's, she's yelling at the little girl, like, and all kind of F-bombs and expletives to the little kid. She's going to beat her if she don't do this and that, whatever. Finally, we get this ice cream to these kids and this woman. They walk off before we get a chance to even leave. I decided not to get ice cream because we couldn't afford. Bruce's is very expensive. It's about $6 a person. So I decided not even to get ice cream so that I could afford to get this woman and her two kids ice cream. So we get back in the car, and we're, as we're driving off, we happen to look over to the right and see a car with a man sitting in it and he, who is now eating ice cream because the, one of the kids has given, has given him their ice cream. They're there with a guy who's had them out you know, working the streets or whatever. So my problem with you saying that about I have to support them in tax dollars or whatever, I don't mind supporting that guy who worked at the plant. I'm never going to be against that type of thing. But that is not all the people who are getting services. And so as long as they're allowing those people to get services who have a, some nigga sitting in the car eating my ice cream, I have a problem with those services. When they can weed out those people, I'm good with giving Johnny who worked at the plant his whole life and got laid off because GM just makes bad cars. I'm okay with that.
1: What you're talking about is a long way away from steel tariffs. What you're talking about is is, is the welfare state. Granted. And although I don't agree with maybe how you characterized it, I'm not going to say it's false, meaning that, you know, that does happen. And I think there's absolutely nothing wrong uh, with thinking that that's an abuse of the system. Yeah. If what you're thinking is true, it could be that you know maybe they didn't have anything them. So maybe maybe that was daddy, and maybe the little kid shared some with daddy. You don't know that, but nope. you take it the other way. I don't care. So,
0: but but here's the thing. I'm I'm gonna keep the same energy, King Kunta. I feel exactly the same way about Scott Pruitt. And his misappropriation of all the funds and his unethical behavior practices. That's well, the same thing. I feel exactly. I don't. I don't see that woman, her two kids, and that nigga sitting in the car eating my ice cream any different than no. I see Scott Pruitt paying fifty dollars
1: fifty dollars a day can both for. Agree yeah, that that is functionally. If your assumption is correct, it was. If they are not actually in need and are just running a game, running some scam to get some Brewsters. Because hey. You know what's better than regular ice cream? Brewster beats Rite Aid. <laughs> um, yeah, that's 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 an abuse of of something. In Scott Pruitt's case, is abuse of a system. Right. In this case, if your assumption are true, it's a it's an abuse of of you and Kit being good people. Uh, had something similar happen to me and my wife. We ate lunch one day last week, I believe, and. Afterwards, we were waiting on our Uber to come get us, and uh, this homeless lady, I work in, we work in downtown L.A. If you don't know, downtown L.A. has a, a huge, huge homeless uh, problem. You have a lot of people who need homes, don't have them. Most of them that I've come in contact with uh, seem to also need other types of care, particularly mental, mental services. We got a lot of people who just need some help mentally from in the first instance, can't get it. And so they find they, they are where they are. Scared and so the lady came up and she's you know she, you know, commented on how nice me and my wife looked and and Three that seconds. was her segue into asking for us to go in there and, and, and buy her something. And uh, you know, I I told her I'm sorry, I don't have any cash. And and, and that was the end of it. Right. Uh, but at the same time, you know, did I feel great about it? Nah. Did I believe she was running a game? Eh, somewhat, mm, maybe, not really. Um, but at the same time, if you were to give everybody you saw in downtown LA that asked you for something, you wouldn't have anything yourself. Yeah. So I, I get that. I get that. I get that at some point, you know, you've got to find something that actually addresses the real problem, if there is a real problem.
0: Mm. And well, so
1: I don't know that your situation, those people had a real problem. Whereas in L.A., there are tons of homeless people in the city that have mental issues that are just not being taken care of.
0: Speaking of it's problems
1: that throwing aren't... Throwing away people.
0: Speaking of, problem, speaking of problems that aren't real, King Kunta, I was at a, a cookout yesterday for 4th of July. And for listeners who don't know, this show comes out on Monday, but we recorded on Thursday nights. And um, I was at a cookout yesterday, which happened to be the 4th of July. And... I guess because of the shows that I'm on, a conversation gets, a conversation started with a question. I'll say it like that. One of the guys asked, do the people who are at the, the get together, this was kind of like towards the end when it was a little bit more tame, there we were less people, we were in a room, and he says, are, what, how do we feel about black people being too woke, to where they start just trying to attack anything? For instance, July 4th. Should black people be celebrating this? Who was it? Was it our our independence? He wanted to know from us, did we feel like the quote unquote woke people are just going way too far with it and now they just, they ran out of things to really attack, so they're just making up side arguments to to propel to greatness so that it seems like they're really a lot more woke and conscious about everything than us. Oddly enough, the guy beside me, who happened to also be biracial or mixed or whatever it is that you call it, mulatto or whatever, got really crunk. He, he Sorry. <laughs> he got really crunk and this set him off. And I had never known him to be um, someone who. Felt this way about things, but he I'll had.
1: Be he, honest, you will never say crunk on our podcast again. No, we he, can't lose the uh, eighteen to twenty nine demographic.
0: No, this guy got crunk. That's the best way. I, that that was the best way to <laughs> explain so that you know
1: what I mean. Like he would have taken a high fee. <laughs> <laughs> So all right, okay.
0: Uh, so that being said, though, where do you fall on this? Because I know you you like to to well, dabble in the question, pro-black. Honest,
1: but you didn't tell us where you fell.
0: So I, I feel like 4th of July is a holiday to celebrate our independence from Britain, as simple as it can be. Did that include slaves? Mm, technically, no. But in 2018, I got the day off from work and they paid me for it. Okay. I don't I don't know and any I don't know any it's about white people. where I am with it then. Hold, so hold far, on. Hold based on, on
1: what you're saying, that's about where I am with it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know any white people that turned down getting paid on Martin Luther King's birthday and, and take the day off either.
1: They, I a whole grip of them in Arizona. Nah,
0: that's that's ended. That, <laughs> that ended though. Arizona it actually. Did,
1: but for a while yeah. I was like, "Nope. No, not me. I'm going to
0: work today." Well, the re- the other 49 states didn't have a problem mm-hmm. with it. So
1: I'm not going to kind of where I am with it. Yeah, I'm not going to work. I, I mean, at this at the 4th of July has literally very little to do with black people, very little, very little. And you can even go so far back as, you know, I have I believe I've said it here, maybe I haven't, that third stanza of the National Anthem. Right. It wasn't meant for the slaves, and any freed slaves were presumed to have been working, fighting with the British or the British allies. Now, in the slack room, is the only place on the 4th of July that I said happy 4th of July, followed by three ellipses. If anyone knows me, well, they would realize that was dripping with sarcasm. And when I say dripping, I don't mean the Cardi B way. I mean, you know, in the original way, bad, full of star- full of sarcasm. Um, I have a son who's in the Air Force. I understand that, you know, there's... I can choose to celebrate those who fight to keep us safe as currently consistent. That's probably not that certainly is not the original intent of the Fourth of July, but we roll the service men and women right. into that, and I can support them. I find that our service men and women often are are the lifeblood of the country. They're the you know whether, whatever political view they have. Most of them are working class people. It just is how it is. Um, if you don't respect the troops, then you know I think you're in a pretty bad condition with regards to you know there are a lot of things in this country I don't agree with, but at the same time, there are a lot of countries where my disagreements could easily get me thrown in jail forever with no uh, no due process or anything like that, or right. my family, you know, and we don't live there. We don't live in that country. For the most part, you can carve out a life, that you, an enjoyable life in this country, wherever you're from, for the most part. And so... Until this past year and a half, um, that was the rhetoric. It doesn't matter where you come from. give us your poor your whole masses and, you know, you can live your dream here in the United States. Whether or not you believe that's, tr- that's true or not, that was the rhetoric that was pushed. I would These say there's some similar fourth to that. Of Julys are the first time, I think, where most Americans don't feel an overwhelming sense of pride in being American. And there was a couple of CNN polls that I saw recently saying as much that this year is the one of the first years where 50% or more of Americans didn't didn't have a a strong sense of pride in saying they're American at this 4th of July. And that obviously has to do with the divisive political environment that we currently are in. And obviously it has to do with a lot of the scandals that have happened, particularly with the immigration, which is uh, a deplorable, inhumane, ridiculous situation. Do you know that the government keeps raising the number of the amount of children it thinks it, it detained? It keeps moving.
0: What What does that mean?
1: It means they didn't really know how many they had.
0: I don't think you, I don't think people understand the sheer number of people that come across the border or try to. Come I understand, across. but it yeah. went
1: from two thousand, and now it's three thousand with a promise of we promise you we know where they are. Do you know that no numbers have been released to show how many of that two to three thousand of those kids, including at least a 1,000 under the age of 5 and under, there have, the government has been unable, pursuant to a court order, to release the number of how many have been successfully um, reunited with their parents they were taken from. Right. That's a huge problem.
0: It is for the people who are bringing their kids here. No, with, it's a huge knowing.
1: problem for anyone who thinks themselves as a civilized human being. You're telling me that you're okay with children being separated from parents because their parents tried to enter the country illegally? You're just fine with that?
0: Of course not. Nobody has ever said that,
1: though. But,
0: uh, but yeah. No, the no, they have not said the that. the
1: polls went the wrong way, no, then they tried to pull it back.
0: They have not said that. Here's the problem. there's it,
1: They called it boarding schools and daycares. One Fox reporter said black people would love to live. Fox there. reporter is not that.
0: a Fox reporter does not have anything to do with the Trump administration. What I'm saying is that that's
1: where Trump gets his news from, oh, and I know that because he said so. Come on, man,
0: Fox News—they're—they're they're entertainment. That's entertainment. All all the news. That's channels where your,
1: your your president. Be honest. No. That's where I'm gonna start calling. him. All your the, president. All of that's the, where he gets his news from. CNN. His ideas.
0: CNN. MSNBC. All those guys. No, he
1: doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't like those.
0: No, no. I'm saying he they're doesn't. all. It's all entertainment. Those are actors. Every single one of them. Here's the thing. Nobody wants kids to be separated from their parents. But at what point do we put some of the responsibility on the parents for doing this, for bringing their kids here? Wait, there has wait, to be wait, some. Wait, responsibility. Well, we're
1: not gonna get to that point. Until we first figure out how many of these possibly 3,000 ch- children right. are s- who still have, have been separated from their parents right. for upwards of almost 60 days now. Would they have been, separated, separated?
0: Would they have been separated if their parents had a put, hadn't put them in danger?
1: Danger? Yeah, that's, that's dangerous. The Trump administration is the only administration that has enforced a zero tolerance policy. You're not orders.
0: answering the question, of course.
1: No, you some responsibility. You some you gotta, responsibility. You gotta, you gotta walk up to the steps. Be honest. You gotta, you gotta walk backwards in order. No. So no. So because He's, the parents made a decision, fuck the kids. No, That's not not fuck
0: the kids. But we're but what I'm saying is the amount of people that, that we're talking about here is not. It's not 25 people. There are lots of people. It's not easy to organize well, you know, all of this.
1: You know, we got a pretty big ass country and a big yeah. ass. You know, we got a lot of government government agencies. We have millions of people working in the agencies. I think we can handle the immigration issues. So basically no accountability, is that what you're saying? Of uh, allegedly 3,000. There's no
0: accountability, none. We're not going to force the parents to have any accountability on this at all. It's just, it is what it is, right?
1: The parents? The, the parents didn't separate themselves from the kids. We separated the kids from them. This is the first administration <sighs> that's done that. So you're saying And then the administration when it found out that most Americans were outraged by it, they said they weren't going to do it. Fine. That's going forward. What they didn't do was go back and reunite the kids, they already separated. That's me. why the Trump administration just pulled out of the human rights World Human Rights Organization. And because I'm... now the Trump administration is on track for human rights violations. Not on track, they've already done it. So uh, still, this is America
0: still and, and see the little catchphrases. This is America. And I'm still asking you, are we not going to hold anybody south of the border accountable for coming here in the first place?
1: The first thing I want to do, be honest, is reunite these children with their parents. Then I can get to your question. I don't know why your question has any importance when they're. God, uh, who knows how many of these three thousand children that haven't seen their parents in sixty days or more? That's very righteous of you. No, no, that's just correct, and you, and yeah, you, it's just, it's civil, it's humane. Right. That's the country's rhetoric that we we pump. That's the sunshine we pump on the Fourth of July. Yeah, but that's not what's actually happening.
0: And and what so I'm telling- you want
1: to talk about the parents that came over to make a better life for themselves? You know, Trump is a German name. Yeah. Let me tell you about an immigrant who came over, who married someone from this country, had an anchor baby, and then was able to bring her parents over to get them citizenship because of that anchor baby. You might know her as First Lady Melania Trump.
0: So there are no Mexican people who have done the same thing? Stop it. Stop
1: You're just saying stuff. That's not what I'm talking about. Exactly. How did you get there?
0: Because you're making it seem like this is the— Donald Trump's the only person who's ever done this. Mexican people have done this as well, and it works for them too. What I'm telling you is the sheer number of people that have decided to do it— I
1: gave you a definite number of 3,000 children. But that's not even a definite number. And We don't know how many of them have been reunited. The Trump administration has blown a court order, and we'll see what the fallout is from that, of telling the court when the— Verifying with the court that these children were reunited, they've blown that deadline. Right. So I'm talking about this finite number. I'm not talking about swamping the entire borders down south with with, with immigrants. Is not what I'm talking about. And even if it were, the Trump administration said it could do that easily. Right. So I mean, I don't understand your transition from that to to trying to talk about the parents shouldn't have brought them over here.
0: I didn't say they shouldn't have brought them over here. What I said was, are we not going to at all Hold the parents accountable for any of this.
1: How do you hold them accountable by deporting them? Okay, no, we we'll deport them. You hold with their them children. accountable
0: by saying, "How dare you bring those kids on that journey to here?" That this is that's not even. First of all, it's not even a safe journey. Second of all, it's not legal. There are two problems here. It's not safe. It's not legal.
1: You know, once upon a time, slavery was legal. Once upon a time, your your DNA, as currently consisted, be honest, was illegal. Yeah, here we go. Once upon a time, you know, there was people here, and then some more people yourself? came and said, "Hey, uh, this is great. Can we have this? Do what is this, you this land? You
0: can't hear have land
1: yourself. You're still not willing to hold. How you can't have? No one is illegal in a country that's stolen, my friend. These are facts." <sighs> The
0: country is not stolen.
1: Donald Trump's a German name. His wife can't really read English very well. The country
0: has not been stolen. The, the, oh, yeah, it the, was. No, the, Bits and chunks. The group of people that are in power. Let me are tell in you why the uh,
1: Texas actually came to be. Oh, boy. Here Texas we go. Texas actually came to be because the uh, settlers, uh, the, 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 the Eastern settlers that came into Texas, aka white folk, They wanted to continue with the uh, agricultural uh, labor situation as that has been going going on in the established Americas. Well, because of the way the Mexican Constitution was written, they couldn't bring in slavery. It was at that point they decided to try to take that piece uh, uh, for themselves as the Republic of Texas. There are no immigrants. In a country that's built on stolen land.
0: Not stolen. Again, we're talking about land. Well, it was conquered. Conquered is the not.
1: The nation didn't steal any land. The Cree nation didn't steal any land. Conquered,
0: that's not true. Conquered is not the, the same thing nation as didn't stolen. Conquered is not the same thing as stolen. You have to get over that. Conquered and stolen are two different things. Every group of people, every culture, including Sioux Indians and everybody else, have conquered you know, land. Conquered
1: is man. a concept that was started. By colonial countries. There you go.
0: That's so in Africa, no tribes ever conquered other other areas. Bullshit. That's bullshit. Stop it. That's, you got no, to stop I'm, that no, I'm bullshit. Not
1: talking about Africa. Let's, let's stay on point with Mexico. Means here in America. Mexico,
0: you're telling me the Aztec
1: er, didn't didn't they were conquered by the Spaniards. But the they conquered other people before. Right this hands, land was this the, those
0: people weren't here. They came across the Bering Strait. This wasn't their land either. It was conquered and then conquered and then conquered and then conquered so and those then
1: conquered. People didn't have a concept of land ownership.
0: Oh man, come on! You are you're, you're you're kidding now, right? You're telling me that no tribe ever got on another tribe's butt and and pushed them out of the way. Stop, Kunta! That's silly. That is silly. They were not all all for one. That's why they had tribes. That's not what I'm saying. But you're at acting all. like I'm it saying is. There's, you're there's acting a like what you're acting like
1: land ownership that was missing.
0: What you're acting like is that white people are colonial people or whatever are the only people who have ever taken anything from anyone else. They're the only ones who've ever come in and said, well, this is I ours now, and that. then defended
1: I'm talking it. talking about these Americas. Right.
0: What I'm saying is there's a border there now. If you can't take the border, then it still is the border. And if there's a law that the the people who are in charge of that border say there's a law then it's the law. And you can be mad about it, you can cry about it and you can tell it's foul, you can say it's unfair. You can do whatever you want to do, but the problem is is that it's still a border and the people in power of that border are still saying it's a border. So as long as that's still the case
1: 3000 children that have been pulled away from parents yep. and the President and nobody's going to say they would be returned yeah. and his administration and his... So you're saying they're doing it on purpose. ...have been unable to show, per court order, that that's actually happened. So you're saying they're doing it on purpose. No. What I'm saying is there was no... Hmm, it's as he does everything, as Trump does everything. It was a bad plan, a poorly executed plan, short-sighted. Poorly thought out, yeah. and now you've got how many of these 3,000 children displaced, and we don't know if or when they'll ever get reconnect back with their parents. Let me tell you that's a worse plan. Problem.
0: Let me tell you a worse plan. Move, trying to move to the United States and not doing it legally, that's a, that's a worse plan. When are we going to hold anyone else that's accountable? That's a worse plan? Yes, that's well, a worse
1: plan. Well, you know, the, ironically, ironically, the guy who, uh, man, I swear listeners, you know, when we we'll do better, we will. Uh, the current head of immigration in Trump's administration, I believe his name starts with an M. Um, Miller is his last name. Miller's father or grandfather, probably his grandfather, failed his naturalization test. He couldn't get over legally. Took him a couple times. This is a country of immigrants. Trump is a German name. Trump's great greats had to get over here. They so you don't know the legality of them getting here. I don't, so but neither do you. But you're gonna you assume that to it's take bad. the task that you got to be crazy to try to make a better life for your family by entering the country illegally. Didn't that doesn't that. work. That I didn't I mean, say that. That's, just, that. that's an ivory tower. I didn't say uh, that. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Uh, I'm here. How you, I'm already here. I didn't say that. you don't that. know how your people got here. To be honest. Didn't do say you? that. I did Let I me mean, rephrase. Do you know how your people got here?
0: I didn't say that. You're painting that picture again that you love painting, but I didn't say that. What white I said was,
1: too. Do, do you know how your people got here? Because I know that you are, are you're mixed, and you might be able to trace uh, the white side of your family how they came to the Americas. Do you know?
0: I have an idea, but that's irrelevant. What we're talking about is the 3,000 kids you say are here, and it's our fault now. And that's
1: got nothing to do with the parents,
0: because the parents— It has everything it to do enough, with the parents. I'm not Trump's saying that you shouldn't try. Did. I'm not saying that a person shouldn't try to get here. Yes, try to get here. illegally, legally, whatever. But you have to understand that there's a risk involved with you trying to be here if you're not doing it the legal way. No matter if you're Mexican, no matter if you're from
1: uh, that risk is Kosovo for your or, or where, wherever you, you are. Here, by a democratic government?
0: Okay. See, what I'm saying is, is that there is a risk. When you come to America illegally, there's a risk. I'm not saying you shouldn't try. If you're and trying I'm to... I'm
1: proud to be an American. You should or be. Or at least I know I'm free. You should be proud. You sound ridiculous right now. You should be proud. I'm just telling you, that's, that's why more than 50% of Americans today and yesterday don't feel as proud as they were. I feel bad American.
0: for them. I feel bad for them.
1: How do you feel bad for them? How do you not feel bad for us, for uh, this us country, who? for this direction?
0: Us who? You talking about us Americans? All. Yeah. I do feel bad yeah, for American. us. I do, us feel, I do feel bad for us. There are some things that are really bad about America, but there are also some really great things about America as well. No
1: one is going to is disputing that. But I'm trying to fix the really bad things. You seem, to be, you seem to want to let it ride.
0: No, I don't want to let it ride. But what I'm saying is, is that we are, we are up in arms about things, but we also need to— somebody needs to say something— to the people who, are, who have started, initiated this. If they're not going to even say, oh, well, it's not our fault. We're just trying to get out of, out of Mexico. It's not our fault. Well, no, it's kind of your fault
1: too. Okay, okay, wait a minute. You know what triage is. Okay. Triage is you deal with the most pressing thing first. Right. So the most pressing thing first is not placing blame on these parents that are already re- uh, detained in yes. internment camps. The most pressing thing first is figuring out what these 3,000 children are.
0: Nope. That's not the most pressing thing. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why it's not. Let me tell you why it's not. Let me tell you why it's not. The reason why it's not the most pressing thing is because according to these parents, wherever they're bringing their kids from, it was worth them bringing them here by whatever means necessary, on the back of a truck, on the back of a train, through a raft, across a, a raging river. Whatever it was, it was so important to get away from there. And I'm not belittling that because I'm sure it is pretty messed up over there. But whatever that was, I'm pretty sure that what the conditions they're in now are not a raging river and not the top of a train. I want those kids to be back with their parents as much as anyone else does. However, I don't believe you, sir. However, what I want you to, uh, what I want you to at least accept is that we have to put some of the accountability on the people who brought them here. Those kids are not at fault,
1: but here's their parents are. Was, here's what I will say No one that's a logical human being that understands how countries work would say that there should be no border control at all. Right. No one would say that. That's a logical human being that understands how governments work and, and countries work. That's not what I'm saying. It's like open borders, everybody in. No, there has to be, you know, checks and balances, a process to go through right. an attempt to try if you want to become an American and become naturalized. But the government role of government is to try to help people do that, but people should want to do that legally in the first instance. It's not what I'm advocating for. I'm not saying everybody legal, you know, just do it. No. In California has this rule that I don't necessarily agree with. California provides driver's license to people who don't have citizenship. Why? Because, you know, they're accidents. So when they're accidents, you need to be able to have some sort of, you know, consequences and repercussions and make sure there's insurance, you know, coverage, et cetera. Right. I believe that's a bad idea. You should be doing things to encourage people to become citizens. People should come here in the hopes with the effort with to make the attempt to become a citizen. That's where I firmly believe. So these parents that came over – we're not talking about whether or not they want to become citizens. We're just stuck on the illegal. You know, to, to get into a country usually requires you to have money. If you want to go visit a foreign country, you've got to be able to pay the cost for the visa. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And at some point in the United States, uh, to come over – you would have to have a sum of money to get a certain type of immigration visa. It's, it, was a, it's, it wasn't an insubstantial amount of money. So I get it. I agree with that part. And so when you say, well, don't we have to blame the parents? Okay, yes, be honest.
0: I said hold them accountable, but you're saying blame, yeah, hold that's, them a accountable, that's a different blame. word. It's sure. it's no, semantics. It's, that's yes. a different word, a different meaning, different connotation, everything.
1: Fine, hold them accountable for coming into the country illegally. there are risks that were to That they were going to deal with. Right. Yes, we understand that. But right now, to be the country that we claim we are, to be a leader in the world we claim we are, we don't disperse children. See, the problem with with us not knowing if they've been returned is that the same government that's telling us that they know where each child is, but has yet to tell us if they've been returned, we can't trust that same government to actually have kept track of all the kids. Right. And that would be a huge problem. Yep, that's a huge, that's a huge problem. And now, I, the parents themselves, yeah, that was a terrible thing that they did. To the extent that these are people that just crossed over and were stopped at the border versus people that have been here for years, that's a different thing. It's a whole different thing. So at the end of the day, I think we can agree that we need to make sure the children are with their families and then process the families however they're going to be processed. But the children can't. That's, that's a terrible thing to do. Because you have at least a 1,000 of these children under the age of five. Five and under. Yeah.
0: Okay. Office situation uh, to be
1: Well, that actually we wound up better or you're frustrated. Sounds like you're frustrated. That's no. Okay. I'm frustrated too. I'm good. Uh, not about you though, just life in general. But hey, that's <laughs> too much.
0: Um, I think that the problem is is that you are not going to, it's going to be, you're going to be hard pressed to find a person who's excited about the fact that the little kids are getting separated. But I think that there are other issues involved and Absolutely. And, and, I, and I respect that you're saying that the most important issue is the kids. And I agree. But there are other issues. And I think that we they have are. to pay attention to them all at once. And even though we have to do the triage and get the kids right first, I'm saying that I think we need to do a, a lot of the issues that I mean, we need to handle a lot of it at once because we can't, we can't ke- keep allowing more people to come to make the situation, you know what I'm saying? It just gets exponentially more difficult. Come to come
1: to this country, legally or illegally, you should want to do all that you can to become a citizen of this country. Right. That's. Anything less than that, society breaks down. It does. When I say society breaks down, I mean, you don't know who's coming in through your borders. You know, there is terrorism. There are all sorts of things. You have to be able to know who's coming in, who's coming out. If, you've, if you travel to any other country, wherever, even Mexico, they keep track of who's coming in, who's coming out. It's a safety issue. You have to do that. At the same time, there is reality. The reality is, is that this country has always and will always depend on cheap labor, right? And so, we, the, there has to be some sort of balance to ensure that our economy is not blown up. Because you know, I'm not picking any 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 apples or bananas, and I know you're not either. No, nah. so I'm <laughs> certainly not going to pay fifty bucks for a banana. No. Uh, and I'm and I also am not going to get my butt out in this heat and landscape. Maybe you do, but <laughs> I'm not doing it. So um, so we have to find a, uh, something that that is workable, given that we can't sit here all day and, and pretend we don't rely on undocumented labor. This country does. One of the studies that came out recently for the Trump administration was that undocumented workers generate um, I believe it was like 65, an additional, ah, uh, I got the number wrong. It's either hundreds of millions or close to a billion in revenue is generated by undocumented workers to wow. the economy, to our own economy. Wow. But the Trump administration didn't like that positive aspect of it, so they excluded that portion and just focused on what they take from the economy. Yeah. So this is a symbiotic thing, and anyone that thinks it's just it's not, and it's just as easy as saying, "Well, if you're illegal, we don't need you." That's not true. Right. This is a problem, and there's a solution. We just have to find it. I like that symbiotic uh, reference. I like that because that's what it is. It just the jobs that people, black people, used to take, they don't take, and other minorities don't take, and so the immigrants have come in. They're occupying those that job space that. You know, citizens don't want, and that's just real reality. Yeah, it, it is. Okay. Um, but that's a great segue to playing this new game that I hear is sweeping the nation. Uh, <laughs> it's big in Georgia. It's big out here in L.A. And is it racism?
0: Right to racism. Yeah. So look, let's today I it. have I have a lot, man. But we're 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 inching up towards an hour and a half, so maybe we won't get a chance to do all of them. But let's just let's just get started and see how it goes. So, King Coon... Racist!
1: Sorry, sorry.
0: (laughs) A black woman sentenced to five years in prison for accidentally voting illegally loses bid for new trial. Tarrant County, Texas. Crystal Mason, a woman who unintentionally voted while on probation, was sentenced to five-year imprisonment. And now she has been turned down for a new trial. Earlier this year, an online petition to drop all charges against Mason was started by a group of supporters. Prison is a lot closer for her today, Allison Grinter, Mason's lawyer, said, also noting that her client will appeal the decision to a higher court. Tarrant County District Attorney Sharon Wilson refused to give a comment. Last March, State District Court Judge Ruben Gonzalez convicted Mason of illegal voting and sentenced her to five years in prison. She She has been free on bond pending appeal. Mason, who was in prison for five years for tax fraud, and was freed in early 2016, said she wasn't aware and she wasn't told that her felony status won't allow her to vote for that year's presidential elections. Her name wasn't on the rolls, so she cast a provisional ballot at her local church, which wasn't counted. Crystal's name was purged from the rolls when she went to prison, but Crystal did not know that, Grinter said in an interview. Voting rights for fel- felons vary in, different in, uh, vary in different states, and it has always been a con- controversial issue. Over six million Americans were deprived of their right to vote due to felony disenfranchisement laws, according to the Sentencing Project, a nonprofit organization that aims to reform criminal justice. Mason's online petition page includes a photo of Terry Lynn Rote, a white woman who allegedly, uh, illegally tried to vote for President Trump twice and was charged with voter fraud, but was only sentenced to two years probation and a $750 fine. So far, the petition has reached over 38,000 signatures. Say again?
1: Where was the white woman?
0: Um, Ohio. Uh, Mason is now preparing to appeal the rejection of her motion for a new trial. She said she never loses hope. So, I ask you, King Kunta, is this racism?
1: Yes, but not as applied to her in this instance. You got to be more specific. What does that mean? I believe that the felony, the anti-felon voting rules are, were generated as part of a broader overgrowth of Jim Crow and prison schooling to minimize the votes of people of color. Yep. I agree. In this specific instance, I believe, unfortunately, she, um, attempted to vote in a state that's very harsh with regards to felons voting. I find it hard to believe that nobody ever told her that. Right. I actually don't believe that. Right. Um, do I think she should get five years? no but that's what appeals are for and hopefully the sentencing can be minimized but as it specifically applies to her this isn't she was not no one she's not being racially targeted in specifically right but the overall purpose of the rule I believe uh, turned into that but mm. not in this instance I'm so proud I of you the best, and I hope that it, it gets appealed uh, and if not overturned minimized
0: i'm very proud of you Kunta. that was a very mature statement and i agree with you i think that this is not racism in fact the woman the white woman in ohio her I, I checked into her case she voted twice so she wasn't a felon she just tried to vote twice which is still crazy but that's why she only got the probation and the fine um Felons voting.
1: I don't. I don't. I don't. I agree with you on that. The, the she was over- told that she couldn't vote. Had to been. Had to have been. You know. I. You know. At some point, she knew she could not do that. She knew. Yeah. And um, and particularly with the crime you said she was convicted of, that's a white collar crime, right? So that one. So I'm going to assume if it's a white collar crime that she's got. At least an average level of education, right? So, I so I don't I don't buy that there was no way for her. That this is oh, I didn't. Nobody told me I couldn't do that. No, nah, she was doing taxes. What what she was doing was you she know, was whatever man. Then she, then she knew she knew yeah. once you're a fellow, everybody everybody knows this. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: She was doing taxes and was getting her clients more
1: money than they were supposed to get. That's why she went to prison. So mm-hmm. so she so her old deal is is the sentence is unjust. Right, and I think the it is. conviction isn't. The sentence is unjust. Yeah. The conviction
0: isn't. Yeah. All right, so next one. Police called on a black family that were eating at Subway because they looked suspicious. Noonan, Georgia. The Dobsons, an African-American family who stopped to eat at a local Subway in Noonan, Georgia, which is not too far from Atlanta, probably about maybe 20 minutes south of Atlanta downtown. Georgia, um, uh, Noonan, Georgia, were unpleasantly surprised when police showed up and told them that someone made a complaint about them. Apparently, an employee of the fast food restaurant called 911 because she thought the family looked suspicious even though they didn't do anything wrong. Felicia and... Oth- oh, damn. Felicia and Athanil <laughs> Dobson. Ooh, damn.
1: <laughs> yeah, Othaneel. You are so dumb. Dobson, do they know him? <laughs> <laughs> Felicia Call and o- your wife, call you- <laughs> <laughs> hide your wife. Hide your kids.
2: Right.
0: They were traveling home from South Georgia to North Carolina with their children, ages 8, 12, 13, and 19, and the children's aunt. That was, that was when they decided to grab some dinner at a subway on Noonan Crossing Boulevard. During the 911 call, the employee reportedly said, I need somebody to come through here, please, ASAP, now. There's about eight people in a van, and they've been in the store for about an hour. They keep going back and forth to the bathrooms by my back door. Her concern about the family of seven was also that they were putting water in soda cups. The Dobsons felt really offended. They said they weren't doing anything wrong, thought it was a blatant case of racism. I have a 24-year-old sister who's a recent graduate of North Carolina A&T State University. My daughter's 19. She's entering sophomore year at Wake Forest University, Felicia Dobson said. When the police arrived and investigated the situation, one of the officers apologized to the family. He added that the employee got suspicious because they had been robbed before, and she suspected the family would also rob her. I don't think she ever felt threatened, Dobson said. We can't change our skin color. I have great kids. I have a great family. Meanwhile, Subway, Subway franchise owner Rosh Patel sent Channel 2 Action News a statement saying, Rash I take this very seriously and I'm fully inve- I'm just playing. I'm not going to do that. Man.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to get this podcast off the ground, man.
0: I take this very seriously and I'm fully investigating. I have also used this opportunity to reiterate re- uh, to my staff the importance of making everyone feel welcome the owner apologized to the Dobsons and told oh, them that no. they well, I just
1: want the money. <laughs>
0: the owner apologized to the Dobsons and told them that the employee who called 9 9-1, one is already on administrative leave so I ask you King Kunta, is this racism
1: no it's prejudice but it's not racism it's, it's profiling the woman had already been robbed she sees a black family uh, she doesn't know them they you know go back and forth through the bathrooms for an hour. She sees lots of cups being filled with with whatever. Right. She doesn't know. She just, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Everyone's prejudiced. It's unfortunate that her prejudice ran away with her. I am rubbing off on you. But I don't believe this is blatant <laughs> racism. It's Very good. Off. I mean, this I'm, This is, This is. you know, this is, you know, I try, I, it's not benefit of the doubt. It's just the facts that you're saying, if they were white, it'd be suspicious behavior right right, you know what's crazy There's about this particular about this, if you were think about it, you work in fast food, we didn't get a time, I don't believe on when, when it was when they were there. No, nope. you got a ban, people are going back and forth back and forth, back and forth. You don't know what they're doing. You just got stuck up recently I mean she, she called the cops and said, "I don't know what they're doing." She didn't say they were stealing or anything, right, so you know it, it's uh and so it, it, it's plausible or it's, it, it, it makes sense why that person would have responded the way they did from the story. Is it unfortunate unfair? Yes. I hope that Arash gave them a three six inch or at least a foot long. Right. And a couple foot longs.
0: Or a hundred dollar gift card from Victoria's Secret so River. Nah, one? nah, nah, <laughs> anybody
1: get arrested. You can have a hey, foot long of the tuna.
0: What's so crazy is that they got
1: they were putting water in soda cups. I remember one time That's not what happened. I think that <laughs> I think you know what happened with that story. I think that what she hm, you know. You know what happened. She cleaned it up. Yeah.
0: They were putting soda in water cups.
1: Yep. Yeah. And then she decided after it was all done, um, she cleaned it up a little bit. I don't know what was going on. They had cups.
0: Here's, here's the crazy part, man. I don't know what's going on in Texas. Our, our last story of the night is another Texas story. I'm gonna, I got a little video. Let me see if I can play this.
2: A picture any parent would be proud of, a teen crowned valedictorian. But now that title has been ripped away. Turns out DeSoto High School made a mistake, a big one, that affected her future and her entire family. Here's Matt Howerton with a mix-up. Honor Society, uh, these are for Math Honor Society. It's no secret Destiny Brandon was valedictorian. From this plaque... Good evening, parents, grandparents. ...to her graduation speech. ...of DeSoto ISD. My name speech. is Destiny Brandon, and I am the valedictorian of the class of 2018. Yes, you are. But tonight, DeSoto ISD tells News 8 it made a huge mistake. Brandon's valedictorian title belongs to another student. It's just embarrassing to see your accomplishments taken away. After Brandon graduated at the end of May, the district realized it miscalculated student rankings. From January, where she was number one. Just take a look at Brandon's transcripts. Six days after graduation, she's top of the class. But on June 12th...
1: She's now classified as number three.
2: Brandon was told she's actually number three. I might not be able to go to the school that I want to go to. You see, Brennan is on track to go to UT in the fall. In Texas, if you're a valedictorian, your first year of tuition at any public college is waived, something Brandon won't be able to count on now.
1: We're possibly finna have to pay for, um, you know, a first year tuition that we... We're not prepared for. It. So what are we going to do? You know, can we really afford it?
2: DeSoto ISD didn't tell WFAA how it made such a mistake, only that it's working with families to provide direction with the goal of mitigating any impact to the intended post-graduation plans for those students affected. That's the Almost a month after giving her valedictorian speech, and I've also gained a voice. Brandon says, Hold yourself accountable, but also hold others accountable as well. It's a little late for that. And I just think to myself, um, for the people that do have something to do with this, how would you feel if it was your kid? Matt Howerton, Channel 8 News.
0: And so to finish that off, though, I want to say that Destiny and her mom feel like, um, let me see, let me get to the part here. Uh, They believe that the revised ranking was a form of punishment for her critical speech. So her valedictorian speech... She was critical of the the board. Here's what it says. Uh, Destiny's speech, which was approved by the then principal, Arista Owens-McGowan, and the board members criticized the school and said that they were prioritizing athletics more than academics. She added that the school has subpar teachers who honestly weren't there to benefit the needs of DeSoto students. Blackman Jones, on the other hand, claimed that the recalibration rankings are in no way a form of retribution or in response to Brennan's address. So... I'm asking you. They're saying this, that they're left with a $10,000 bill now. And um, is this racism? Nope.
1: Oh, you want me to expound on that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think of, well, I, Kunta's from Texas, one. Yeah. And Kunta actually was valedictorian. And so that is still the law on the books. I didn't know that. And Kunta did go to UT. There you go. And, um... Kunta's familiar with DeSoto for one reason one reason alone, because they make a lot of great football players. And DeSoto is a pretty uh, mixed school. And the only way I could make this a form of racism is if the first and second, if the, the valedictorian and salutatorian were white. Well, actually. That's the only way I could do it. And, and you know I what? I get that.
0: No, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I didn't. I didn't give all the information because I played the video instead of reading the article.
1: The new valedictorian
0: is Brian Uza. <laughs> Dang, these names.
1: Latino, U- okay, and this and this bit salutatory.
0: <laughs> Uza Uzeg Bunam. Oh, hell no! no. He's black. <laughs> He's African. <laughs> so that he moved from number four to number one, and so, so there, if the
1: rankings are wrong. The rankings are wrong. So yeah. no, but perhaps had she not said anything? they wouldn't have looked and right. found their mistake. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that... I so don't. No, this isn't racism. This is unfortunate. This is a lesson. This is bad. I mean, it's very unfortunate that this has happened. It is. And I feel for her because tuition is not what it used to be. I went to school a long time ago. Yeah. I feel bad for her. But at the same time, the only way this can be racism, in my opinion, is if that valedictorian you know, was white or, and that's ludicrous and was white. But if both are either or not, then no, they made a mistake, a bad mistake. Yeah. Maybe had she not been so critical, they wouldn't have scrutinized their, their, their records.
0: Right. I, I mean, from the, the opinion I got from reading the article, I guess I should have read it instead. But the opinion I got from the article was that the, the board was being racist because a black girl had something outspoken to say about the school district, and she was being punished for it. So,
1: yeah, I agree DeSoto with you. Desoto is pretty mixed, though. You you wouldn't know that, but Desoto is pretty mixed. Yeah, I agree with you, though. I don't yeah, think they, that they, any of them and, are and racist. On top of that, they are athletics. Yeah, if it wasn't for athletics, I wouldn't know anything about Desoto.
0: Yeah. So that's three that we agreed on tonight as that's that's not racist. But I I mean maybe our listeners will disagree. Maybe our listeners think that one or all of those were racist. So make sure you guys vote on the No, poll.
1: you picked three examples that had that were pretty self-contained and had everything you need to get to a conclusion. I think that if key pieces are missing, it's easier to yeah. default.
0: Well I what I usually do well, is I go to the to the, the website or the the place where I get sort my source from and I use the the most Current one, so it's not. Mm-hmm. I'm not picking them. I'm not like cherry picking them out. I'm just picking the most racist. the ones that where they say racial or racist things in the statements. I'm using those. So uh-huh. the ones that aren't, I don't.
1: Yeah, no. I just each of the examples you gave had everything you needed, all the questions that you would have that would to lead you down a path. You had you had answers there. I mean, and so this one, yeah, she, you know, they were wrong. Perhaps had she not criticized the hell out of everybody they wouldn't have gone back and looked.
0: That's why I said it's a lesson. Sometimes you got to just wait till after. Wait till you get to a place of power. Oh.
1: That, man. That, I, well, I don't understand what the point of that. A valedictorian speech right. is not for criticizing the school board. Exactly. How would she do that?
0: I don't know. And why would the, her principal uh, approve that? I don't even know that. Sign off on it. Yeah.
1: Well, you don't know if, if the principal even read it. Yeah, probably not. Who knows? Just didn't it say something like former or... Yeah, former. Say former. Like that. You don't even know if they even read it. Yeah. So, yeah, no, so that was... That's just you know, bad judgment. But that, but that's, that's a right. lesson. She's only, she, the way I see it, she will likely wind up going to the University of Texas, which is kind of a big deal if you're from Texas. She will just have to find a private scholarship, and she ought to be able to do that. University you know, of Texas... number three in DeSoto is, is pretty... Uh, is, is a high accomplishment. DeSoto is a... We have a, the A system of schools, one A up to five A, 5A. five A is being the largest, I believe DeSoto's on the larger end. So yeah. she ought to be she's very smart and she'll be able to find a private uh loan for that first year. But if she ain't valedictorian salutatorian, she's not valedictorian or salutatorian. Yeah. The
0: article actually goes on to say the University of Texas has contacted her to uh, try to work something out. So hopefully it works out. But Anyway, those are the three I have for today's listeners. We're glad you guys tuned in to us. Make sure that you're going to the website, raresonnets.com, where you can listen to all of our shows, but you can also listen to Black on Both Sides, as, as well as the places that, that Kunta spoke about earlier in the show.
1: And Kunta's going to speak about them again. You know, we are available on iTunes. We get your, 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 your podcast. We're available on Google Play. We're available on Stitcher. As I said earlier, give us a five-star review. Why? Because that's how we get our name out there. That's how we get other people to discover this podcast. Any five-star review will be read by me on our show, I promise. And in addition to that, please feel free to give us feedback. Uh, either email us directly through the Rare Sinus Network, raresonus.com, or comment on us in the Slack if you're in there. If you're, if you're tired of hearing us talk about the Slack and you're not in the Slack, email raresonus.com. Get in there. It's really the behind the scenes for how all of this works. Thank you so much for your time. Continue to lend us your ears. Give us criticism. We want that. Well, I want that. So I'm going to work very hard to make this podcast the best podcast that I can for you. And I know, be honest, uh, feels the same. So I look forward to hearing your thoughts. When we talked about tonight, there are some, some funny stuff, some serious stuff and some slightly racist stuff. Appreciate you.